me over the last couple of months, I've had a lot of dreams where I'm either picking up nuggets off the ground or it has something to do with gold. Last night, there was this young boy who had this box and it was full of his mud or clay. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, there's gold in this. And he was filling all these little boxes. And I'm looking and it's like, but it looks like mud. He says, no, we're going to go in here and we're going to do something and you're going to see all the gold. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So I was helping him fill all these boxes and pack them into this place. I woke up just before whatever he was going to do. And then, and then uh, I guess, separate the gold from the mud and the dirt and that. So it was really interesting. And where I get this, because there's one time I was walking in this, like in a valley and there was like this big opening and it was these big giant nuggets. And I was telling everybody, look, man, you can fill your pockets. And everybody just started cramming these big giant nuggets in their pockets. So like, that's really cool. And that's the alchemist, though, the one that turns mud or something into gold, right? So I just see it as a symbol of abundance, like whatever I need mm -hmm. or whatever energy or resources, uh, it's there somewhere. Um, Joe asked Mercedes yesterday if she's been uh, recording her dreams and journaling, journaling them. Yeah your animal medicine you got the wolf white wolf is from the north so you can use you can uh, meditate and ask what it'll teach you what you'll do and they say usually if you have a wolf or something like that in your dreams they they live in packs so you should have one in the east south and west and they're different colors because they're always in packs or they're very family orientated but the white wolf is the wisdom and it's the north mm -hmm. so it's an ancient knowledge I hope that helps because you can ask to connect with it. And I always say the in the dreams or if the animal spirits come to you in a meditation, it's an angel taking on that image. And it's going to give you answers. It's going to give you strength. It's going to teach you things. It's, it, there's really lots of stuff. And in natives, we use this. Mm -hmm. we, we use the earth and the animals and the plants and everything. And they come to us and they show and tell us things. So the wolf going in you is... You ever hear of um, a shaman in Peru and Central America on that? It's the jaguar. And sometimes you'll see movies where a person is going through a ceremony and the jaguar goes into the person and it becomes a strength and medicine protector. Mm -hmm. So the, these spirits and that, they're, they're really, really interesting when they start showing up in your dreams. Mm -hmm. it, it, it can tell you lots if you uh, study... Because all cultures in the ancient times, every culture on the planet understood the animals and the animals they would work with and spirits and everything. So it's a really, really big thing. Uh, with Helen, with her dreams, I get that she's dreaming of the future. So she's seeing a lot of strange things. And like she'll maybe start going to more meditation groups, more spiritual things, and she'll start realizing she saw these people in their dreams even before. So doors are opening and lots of newness is coming into her life. And I want to put out there too for you, Helen, that the the places that you're going to, it's like you can't even imagine them. They're so strange. Um, it was presented to me once uh, of a similar situation and that it, I went to a different world. I was in a completely different place, not earth. And when, as soon as it was suggested to me, it's like an energy hit me and I was like, oh, that explains it. That's why it's so weird to me. Um, and I got curious, but... Uh, and Bella, one of the things I try to encourage people to do sometimes is 
ask for your your animal guardians or your helpers and in the natives like in the north is white in the east i always mm -hmm. say is red south is yellow and the west is black so if you get an animal that's black it's coming from the west like the natives they really want the bear spirit because bears are on they were every part of the world at one time there you could find bears anywhere and people want to connect with the bear and the natives it's really big because the bears eat all the herbs and the medicines and they're herbivores and different things so they know how to keep their bodies really really healthy but they're very very strong too and so when the bear comes to you you have bear medicine so it really connects you with the plants and the medicines and that so if you need guidance and and you need strength in that like when I was a child living in the Arctic and I would have really difficult things, a polar bear would come to me in my dreams and it would tell me to get on its back. So I get on its back and it will walk through this really, really big storm. And I just knew by holding on it, whatever was going on, this polar bear was going to get me through. So when really difficult things came, I, whatever the universe or spirit world would do, I would have that strength to get through because the storm represents a really, really big challenge. And the polar bear would show up to do that. Other times when, say, if I was maybe a little bit sick or something, a uh, black bear would come in and I would end up using herbs and medicines and that. So different things come for different reasons, like grizzly. And grizzly is there's a lot of fish in that. And I mean, it connects with water and other kinds of things. So they all have different kinds of things to help you. And it's really neat if you can find your animal in each direction. And you start asking them to teach you things. Because if you learn uh, Peruvian shamanism and that, they try to connect you with uh, your animal spirit. Your animal spirit is really, really important. Uh, one guy connected to his and was a cricket. And he, at first, he really was mad because he was trying to get a bear. He just asking for this bear and he'd meditate and do all these ceremonies, always asking. And no bear would come and this cricket kept coming to him. And, one day the cricket said get on my back so he jumped on the back and this cricket took him into the universe and took him all over the place and then he started really loving this cricket because it was really really amazing to take him on these really magical little journeys in his dreams and in his meditation and everything and he was like you know i i'm really glad i i don't have a bear and that uh, was his ego and the cricket is like really tiny and he's a small little guy and he says, this thing <clears throat> helps me so much when I need help. This little cricket comes along and it just gives me so many answers and shows me so many magical things. And long time ago in cultures, like there were beast masters, people could link with animals anywhere on the planet and they could use the animal. And it's like your, your energy goes in and the animal can go places and show you things. And there's a connection through the universe and you can connect with an eagle flying or you know, whatever, wherever you put your mind, even going into a mouse and a mouse can go in somebody's house and look around and hear things and you'll see and hear stuff. So there's there's a lot of stuff like that in shamanism and other kinds of things. So I try to encourage people to sometimes find that because there's lots of cool things in it. Yeah, uh, just uh, for Cindy and Ian, where we are talking about dreams because it got kicked off uh, with Banya sharing a dream that she had last night. Uh, it's all about symbology and different things. And I was just talking about animal spirits because Bella had a, in her dream, a wolf jump into her. It's like ran and just 
went into her. So uh, two natives, they just freak out. They're like, oh, powerful. They just be freaked right out. And be just like, man, they'd be jumping around all excited if somebody told them that they had that experience. So I think it's really, really cool. Yeah. And, and uh, so there was before, like, I don't know, quite a few months ago, sometime in the summer, we were talking about how um, you prepare for sleep. It's like meeting a lover, like you're going on a hot date and you get all ready for it, which is how we, um, we can approach our sleep as the same thing. Because when we're, we're going to sleep, our conscious mind is getting ready to like separate and our subconscious is going to run the show and our subconscious is running 24 hours a day. And, uh, our conscious self gets in the way of what our subconscious wants to share with us. Uh, when you're taking a, a problem or a question into your sleep, uh, your subconscious will answer that for you. And I was doing that because this weekend, uh, Joe and I are going to teach our first energy class. Uh, I don't know how it happened. All of a sudden we're teaching a class and, uh, we haven't done that yet, um, outside of this group itself so it's like well how do I structure it what are we actually teaching and that question is on my mind a lot and um it's all about understanding energy that's as much as I know <laughs> so when I go into sleep I'm like what do you like what are we teaching about energy and I was waking up um between two and two forty-five in the morning, I kept waking up with these like images, like diagrams of energy balls and like how to plug into these energy balls. <laughs> and I was just like, um, and so then I was quite lucid with it. And I'm like, I got to remember this. Oh, I'll remember this. And then I was clearly not sleeping for close to an hour and I was very lucid. And uh, I woke up and got up and I recognized that this was on my mind and my dream was sort of expanding what was on my mind. Um, and so I had to get up and record it. And it's like kind of guided me down a different path for part of the structure that I'm preparing for the group because Joe, he's just like, I'll just do whatever the universe wants me to do. And I'm like, we got to have structure or, you know, we got to have some kind of like purpose here. Joe's just like, whatever they want. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Cause the first one is introductory. Basically it's trying to give them basic knowledge. So the first two we're going to do is like introductory. And then the next ones are like trying to go a little deeper feeling energy and becoming conscious of, you know, gifts and abilities. And what are you really, really seeking? Because everybody is seeking stuff. And, and when we're seeking spirituality, there's energy. Mm -hmm. And I try to make people understand you need to integrate that. Mm -hmm. There's some kind of energy. There's a dynamics that keeps drawing you in and trying to slow it down. It's like, Ian really does that. He really, he has an experience. He questions, he looks at it and he tries to find a way to make sense of it all. And there's odd times he shares it, but there's a lot of stuff. And I know Zarina, like she said, since she was a child, she's had a lot of experiences too. So there's internal energies and different things that just keeps driving you and people, they want to go into spirituality, but most people I find nowadays are seeking something spiritual to be a shaman. And I'm like, why like there's so many other kinds of things it's not just going to make you a movie star and some people really think this 
if I'm a shaman, man, everybody, you know, wherever I go, it's just like, you know, people are going to see me like wearing bling, like I'm 50 cents or something like that, you know, or, uh, you know, sniff dog or something like that, you know, like being really, really cool and talking really crazy. You know, and, and <laughs> see everyone's face prominent, right? You, you forgot Flava Flav. Oh, yeah. Play the play, you know, <laughs> the big, big giant clock on your chest, you know, and and it's not this, it's it's not the way you dress, it's not anything, it's mm. something inside you. There, there's a bigger love. There's something that's gonna change the world. It's it's gonna open you up. And like how Helen saw blue light in a guy in a bar, and he's there mixing drinks, and all of a sudden his chest starts glowing with blue light. She already has that in her. She doesn't have to try to make herself a, a shaman or a medicine man. Same with mm -hmm. Mercedes, Cindy, all of you. You all got something inside you. You've, you've just been that all your life. You don't have to take a course to learn to astro travel. A lot of times you guys are doing, but you just consciously don't really realize this. But people come to these kinds of courses. They're like, oh, this native guy is holding a ceremony. I'm going to go there and be a medicine man. And they're coming to me for three hours and they figure they're going to be a medicine man. And it's like, yeah, and they get these distorted illusions. They, mm. they, they see it in a different kind of way. And I'm like, it's a, it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. This is something I've lived all my life. This is something I searched. I, I spent long periods of time trying to find answers and questions to different kinds of experiences. Why did this go on? Like when I was telling Cindy one time, I was with uh, two, uh, a friend and a cousin. We were back home and it was like three o'clock in the morning and the sun doesn't go down. And one of them said, hey, let's go for a picnic across a big lake. And I'm like, oh, OK, whatever. So we got a whole bunch of things, and went down to the river and we paddled across and we walked through this, this bush. And it was quite a ways to get to this, this big lake. And they're in front of me and they're laughing and we got a gun. We figure, well, maybe we're going to shoot some ducks and cook it to the fire. And I was walking behind them and I just, this energy was coming and I'm like, it's getting really strange and they're getting further and further ahead of me. And one of them grabs a branch and snaps it. And it was like a bomb went off. It just startles me. And I just looked and I was like, this energy was coming in really strong. And I went over and I touched this branch and this energy just opened and came through me and I could feel everything I could feel the plant I could feel stuff going on all over their planet and all I wanted to do was laugh and cry and I couldn't understand it and I'm standing here and I'm like 16 17 right and I'm just freaked and my my cousin and friends ahead of me and they're not aware of this energy I'm in I didn't even ask for it right it just was there and I'm holding this branch and tears are just running out of my eyes and I want to laugh so freaking hard but then I get feel the fears and everything on the planet like feel all kinds of stuff and I'm just like what's going on right and then my cousin turns around and he yells real loud he said hey what the hell's going on and I'm like oh I'll catch up and I let go of the branch and I've kept my head down wiping my eyes and everything and I didn't tell him what went on right and I'm still inside myself like holy man like what was that right and I've had all kinds of stuff like that go on in my life and I've searched, I've always asked the universe, why, like, what caused this? Because it wasn't anything I was asking for, but for some reason, all of a sudden, this thing happened to me. Same with Cindy, when she was in Australia, she was there and they had quiet day one day. 
and she sort of went through things and the next day this thing just came in and was big and profound so these kinds of things they're they're real they're a part of us they're on our timeline and we get to a certain point and we have knowledge or energy or there's some kind of gate or something in the universe opens and we just we're receiving it and we're meant to carry it because it's important to the future Lots of things you've been giving in your life. Even Ian's had experiences as a child. Some of the stuff he's been given, he's carrying inside and he doesn't know it's sitting there. But he's going to get in the future and all of a sudden it's going to open up and he's going to go, whoa, I know what this is. I'm going to understand what you need to do with it all. So a lot of people really come to courses and stuff like that. They seek it out. But it's like they want to be these movie stars. They want sort of a title or a label. And it's like, okay, in, in a couple hours, I'm going to try to give you a lot of knowledge, basic stuff. And some people are already like, so maybe some will share their gifts or other kinds of things. I'm not. But the second one, like I say, it's a lot deeper. It's like really becoming aware of energy. It's like maybe allowing people to like sort of focus on somebody and see if they can pick up things like sort of a little psychic session or something like that i don't know but really make them conscious and even the smudging and other kinds of things it's all energy a uh, rock somebody gives me a rock and i hold that rock and i connect with it and things just happen so that that taking them deeper in the two courses is really trying to open because we all carry our own sacred book inside. It's a universal uh, book of our own. And sometimes we crack that book open and we discover all kinds of magical mm. things and it's ours. And so really, really slowing it down to understand this. Like I've had these experiences and that energy, you can go in the memory, you can go in the energy, you can sit there. I can go into a memory from five years old and it's like going on right now. I can be in there and it's like, wow, this is so magic and big, but the energy is so strong. It never, ever left me. Mm. And I know I carry all of that. Many, many other things, channelings and stuff from ceremonies and that, that the universe told me I would in the future understand and know what to do with it all. I have a question for anyone that wants to answer. Uh, out of what Joe just shared, what popped out what stood out for you did did something land a sniff dog for me personally <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, joe actually often calls uh 50 cent five cents and so, <laughs> so like, he didn't say five cents this time yeah. <laughs> so because I know a lot of people trying to be uh, rap people and they all see themselves as 50 cents. And I'll say, oh, you're going to be five cents. And they look at me and they just sort they're of shudder. Because, you know, they're not going to be him, but, you know, they might be a part of something of that, but not the whole 50 cents. It'd be five cents, maybe. Oh, what I like to learn a different level <laughs> was when you said, um, that the energy stays with you it didn't go anywhere now that the experience is over mm -hmm. and as soon as you think about it or you, you can step back into the energy the energy didn't leave when the experience ended mm -hmm. and it's like what does that mean for me and i look at like my whatever happened in australia where i understood it a bigger energy it's like it's still there it's kind of like i know it's still there but then i I'm very feel very here, 
you know, it's like, how do you step in and out of that? And that's where a lot of people like, you can't explain these things, you have to sort of own them, because mm -hmm. they're your experience, there's an energy package, something that's been given to you, and somewhere it's implanted in you, whether you want to mm -hmm. recognize it or not. So people go, Oh, yeah, that was just a daydream, or Oh, that was just, you know, my imagination, and they'll blow it off and push it away and the universe will try somehow to trigger you to go back and remember that and recall it maybe slow it down and look at it and so there, there's many many things that we go go through and we're sort of unconscious of it all and it's like really what is it you're seeking mm -hmm. who are you really mm -hmm. because there, there's lots and lots and lots of things people say things sometimes to me and I and things open up and I'm like whoa there's so much magic here but I can't tell you anything I see all this stuff and I'm like oh in the future like you're gonna be rocking it and you don't even know it and mm -hmm. I just just see things and the spirits will tell me like and say something or not and I really honor people like I used to go into sweat lodges and a person would come into the sweat lodge for the first time ever in their lives and I used to always tell them, thank you for allowing me to be here at, at your beginning. Because somewhere I'm going to cross your path in the future and I'm going to see all the changes from that when they first went in the sweat lodge to where they are today. Mm -hmm. And all these things, and we'll sit down and talk and share stories about learning and growing and all these things. And when they first go in, you're always scared because you're going in a dark place and you don't know the language and there's all kinds of strange people in that. And then years later, you look back on this and you're just like, whoa, all of this stuff, right? And it's so neat to sit with somebody. And there's times where I get glimpses of different things that's going to cross their path and things. And sometimes I'm asked to talk with them and sometimes connect them in, uh, with them a little different here and there. But I can say there's so many magical things in so many ways. And it's like, what are you really seeking? What is, because we're always questioning God and everybody wants to make God an illusion. Oh, this world, is it real, not real? Oh, is it flat or is it round? Um, the universe will prove everything. As time goes on, you will understand it all. And there's many, many different dynamics that throws things around. I just know when I'm showing things, everything is real and it always proves itself out. Like what Helen is seeing in her dreams, all these strange people and things. When she's in it, she's going to go, oh, I already seen this. Oh, I already saw you in dreams and that. She's going to start recalling. She's going to start seeing and realizing she already sees and knows this. So she has that ability to see into her future through her dreams and things. So those those questions is like, what am I seeking? Why, why, why this? Because there's something inside you that keeps like a magnet, just keeps pulling you forwards, attracting people and things into your life and that energy is real i mean i have used this a lot when i do the silver method training when people actually remember everything they had in their past lives or not not necessarily past life but in the past um <clears throat> but i'm also thinking this is not i mean we perceive it as past but it's just a record that we're accessing so in the end it's all recorded out there it's recorded in the akashic records and we are just accessing all the information it's not like we're keeping this energy all the time with our intention we are accessing it and yet the energy is there the more vivid you make it of course it 
every image mixed with emotion also contains energy with it. Uh, I'm really aware of that. Um, like I say, there's times where I sit with a person and I see their whole life, everything, and they don't know it. And like, all I know is it opens up. I'm showing everything and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, so what am I supposed to do with that? Mm -hmm. And sometimes people don't realize and know that. Um, Kashuk Records is, is a really interesting one because everybody accesses it through dreams and so many things. And that's where I encourage people ask to see your future because it will be shown to you. I want to share something that I've come to learn of uh, sort of a, an interpretation or understanding of this topic from that Ramtha book, The Beginner's Guide to Creating Reality. And so he's saying there that um, our spirit is the source that we draw energy from and that we're creating our reality through. Um, and, and then, uh, and he's saying, if you're, you're misusing the source, like your body feeds off of your spirit and then it speeds up the aging process. That's besides the point. Uh, that's not what I'm getting at is the way that it's like, what is the energy that we're tapping into when we're creating our lives? Like, do you, have you ever thought of that? Uh, um, I didn't think about that at all myself. And then um, I recognized that in this group, we are always um, guiding you or ourselves to tap into that infinite supply of energy, the universe. And we're going to send that energy to each person. But why aren't we creating our lives and um, from that same energy source? You know, it's like with that intention of, where we go with our um, our thoughts and it's like if we're streaming something like that infinite energy then we like how but this is what we're doing with the pot aren't we <clears throat> yes and we're putting everything in the pot yeah but why do we only just do it here you know it's like why aren't we doing it on a daily basis um with our intention for our day kind of thing it's like I mean, have, have any of you done that create your day at the beginning of the, the morning and you're like, hey, this is what I'm going to achieve or experience throughout the day? Yeah, it's quite transformative, hey? And it's like, well, then I thought, well, why not? not um, I guess I wasn't doing it. And uh, but the idea came from somewhere where it was like, why not when creating your day in the morning or in the evening before bed is that um, you intentionally create where you're going to plug your energy focus into or like your energy supply. It's like, hey, I'm going to tap into that universal energy and I'm going to brush my teeth and then I'm going to create, you know, breakfast. And, you know, it's like you're intentionally knowing where you're drawing energy from with your, your thoughts. How does that feel? Yeah, it's good. Um, <clears throat> there's always things streaming. And if you're really, really trying to access the creator, things stream in. So there's a lot of thoughts, lots of different things. Mm -hmm. And you can open up and see a lot of things and move throughout the day and, and being conscious, creating and manifesting and doing stuff. I really like that when I get glimpses of the whole day and I know what's going to go on. Say in the evening, I had somebody saying they get, they want me to go to a meditation and I go there and I already know all the people that are there and everything. Mm -hmm. 
So it's, it's a part of your mind. You start to access, you become conscious. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm like in your mind, your mind has millions and millions of little doors. It's how do you open and close that? Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> and, and the idea is the more you practice these things, you start realizing there's a part of your brain you had closed off. When you were a child, you accessed it all. It was very easy. You didn't understand the world and all these other things they programmed. So it's sort of deprogramming a few things inside yourself and accepting these things. And I've learned to accept really lots of things where I can just shift into something really fast and out. And people are like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just normal. I've been doing it all my life. It's like breathing. And I say, all of you should be that way. I believe all of you are because when you were a child, you had access all to that, but it's, there are certain kinds of beliefs or kinds of programmings that you need to recognize and release and go, Oh, there's something curious here. I'm really curious. What is it? The universe trying to show me and something will open and then they'll see if you're curious, will you open it up more? Will you access and use it? Because there's reasons why they give you this ability to open up energies and do lots of different things. And if you use it in the right way, it just gets a lot bigger, then it triggers other things to happen. And in your mind, it just keeps opening a lot more. And prayer and <clears throat> chant and doing this stuff in the morning at night really, really helps your brain to realize it's, it's going to give you permission to go into all of these things. And it's like, how do you consciously do that? Because you become mm -hmm. fully aware of it mm -hmm. and how your body feels and what goes on and all kinds of energy. And like I say, just after a while, it becomes like breathing. Yeah. So you start somewhere and just suggesting this to you, if it landed for you or not, um, taking that time out in the morning or in the evening and uh, intentionally tap into that infinite supply of energy like we do here. Um, and create with that energy it's like allowing god's energy to create your life is kind of so loving who i am because a lot of us we find reasons not to love ourselves when you're not really loving yourself you're not connecting into that god source that 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 higher part when you're really happy and you're in tune with yourself and everything everything opens up but if you're beating yourself up over things then it's like your brain closes down and it separates and goes over here so it's learning how to shift past that. It's, it's allowing yourself uh, to open a certain part of yourself because it is an energy from creator. We all carry it and we were born with it. And it's just the world and genetics and the way the body, the body sometimes is very, very overpowering. Mm. Um, it will pull you and it won't let go. And it's like, how can I shift past what my body is trying to do or say? How am I in control of that? And once you master that, the body is not doing that. And your surroundings, that's why I say like sight, sound, smells, and other things are very, very powerful because there's stimulants. It's going to trigger your brain to automatically do something. <clears throat> are you in command of your brain? So say something in the past that would just trigger you to go into fear or fright or something. And when that happens, you're just sitting there and you're like, whoa, that didn't affect me anymore. And that's where I'm like, who am I? Who, what am I doing? What am I searching for? It's like learning to love you, everything you've experienced and gone on in your life. You have to love it all. You have to truly love because there was a reason and a purpose to it all, or you wouldn't have done it and experienced it. Somewhere you'll find the strength and the good in it, and then you'll learn how to love and it'll open that your mind so big 
Cindy read a little part in the Ramtha this morning on on that. Mm -hmm. I did. <laughs> um, I was just a little bit somewhere else with that, like loving yourself. Um, no one else is going to do that for you. Um, that will truly um, be like God loving itself is kind of what he's saying there. Um, we're creating our day and our life through our memories, our memories um, that we know of, you know, it's got all those stimulus, like what we, we see, we hear, we feel our scent and taste and, and that's what we know. So we create from that wisdom. So what is it that you don't know how that will open up your mind to having something even bigger happen for you so that you can step forward into something um, like climb the ladder, right? And uh, inviting in, like Joe says, ask to see your future. That's one way um, that you're going to get these new ideas coming in through, but it's like maybe posing a question uh, what is a new experience uh, for my senses that I haven't had before or um, invite in something transformative, like, cause you want to create your future, not so much from your past, but something with that's more expanded. And that's where I always like seek knowledge because yeah. if you're really seeking knowledge, you're going to seek something new. That's where I'm like attract a meditation group. <clears throat> I go to a lot of meditations groups. Like in the past, I went to so many things and in every group, I would meet somebody very interesting mm. and they would share things or they read books and, yeah. and I would get to explore and sit in that and it was new. And I mean, it was like after I left the Arctic and I got to Edmonton and I started learning about I Chin, I'd never heard of I Chin in my life. And all of a sudden I meet this guy and he says, hey, you ever heard of I Chin? And I'm like, oh no, but I'm curious. So he takes out this, takes out this book and he starts explaining and he takes these Chinese coins and he starts throwing them and he starts telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, like this is freaking awesome. So he gives me the book and I play with it for about a week or more. And I, I ask it questions and it gives me answers and that, and I could see the good in it. And then I just uh, always was meeting new people all the time. There was always something really, really exciting and leaving my community, which is only Eskimo Indian and a few uh, other people that come into the community as teachers and that, and getting into a city where there's nearly a million people and there's every kind of language and race and belief and you name it. It was just like, ah, it was just like wide open. It's like, okay, what can I learn? Where can I go? Like, you know, I see temples and churches I'd never seen before. So mm -hmm. my curiosity was always just pulling me. And then I'd find all these natives that spoke other languages and did ceremonies. I'm like, oh, can I go to that ceremony with you? And I go in there. I didn't know what they were doing, but it just, and so many magical things would just go on. And I just have these experience after experience. And I wanted more and more and more. And like I say, there's, there's some very, very beautiful things. And it wasn't on memory. Mm -hmm. because every time I went into something I had to learn something new and I had to try to figure it out and I'd stay with it for as long as I could and then it felt like it was done and then I would move off and elders and people like some elders would invite me over for tea and they'd end up channeling for like seven hours and I'm sitting there and they're the universe is talking through them and I, and they're just in this altered state and I'm sitting there and going, okay, I'm listening. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to just, you know, whatever is coming through here is like, I don't know why, but here I am. And 
I just got to sit through it. So there's lots and lots of magic and it's everywhere. And when you ask the universe to really open that up around you, man, there's some amazing things that start showing up. That's a good question. Ask the universe to open up the magic around you and experience that magic. It's like spirit family. It's it's like ancient cultures. There's knowledge and wisdom. There's it's so much stuff everywhere. And maybe they're just gonna let you use a psychometry. Maybe they're gonna let you go to one of those old dolems in the, in Europe where they used to do all kinds of stuff. And you go and you put your hand on there, and then you access all that knowledge. Or maybe you're told to go to Stonehenge and you put your hands on the rocks and you get ten thousand years of knowledge from Stonehenge and it's just downloaded into you to share with the world because Stonehenge Maybe. is way bigger. It used to have capstones and each month they did a certain ceremony that connected to the universe and other galaxies and higher beings. And it would open portholes and doorways. There's lots of other kind of hidden magic. And if you really ask and you're meant to, you go to one of these places, man, you could be a walking universal library. Why not? Mercedes, you got it in you. Be the universal library. We'll come check out books. Go <laughs> on, Helen. I know you can do it. Zarina, Ian. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so. thinking now about this other uh, location that is um, also an ancient observatory in the Ural Mountains. Have you heard of it? <clears throat> That's oriented to, uh, I think, 18 celestial movements as compared to Stonehenge that is much less. So I've, this seen really one... lots of, I've seen lots of different ones. So I probably came across what you're talking about somewhere along the way. But where is that? Sorry, I have to find it. It's, uh, it's in the Ural Mountains. I, I think it's uh, maybe Kazakhstan. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Yeah, I've heard Kazakhstan has a lot of uh, some pretty intense stuff there for mm -hmm. spiritual connections yeah i know somewhere like there's another country where they're starting to realize there's these big hills and they're starting to realize there's pyramids hidden underneath them mm -hmm. so they're starting to look and find these pyramids in different places than they ever thought they were before and they're hidden for a reason so like i say there's lots and lots of things even going to the egyptian pyramids if you got psycho uh, psychometry and you can put your hands on those pyramids the stuff you can be given and shown if you're going there like that you can use for the world and everything else like there's there's so many things and so i stay wide open to anything always does anyone have some questions or ads to this subject this pretty expanded subject um i was kind of thinking that a lot of this stuff like well, yeah, we can say like, oh yeah, be open to the universe and everything. But I feel like a lot of it depends on how safe you feel. And I feel like safety is such a big part of it. And what, um, I feel like what Joe does a lot of is just makes everyone feel safe and then they feel okay to open up to the universe or whatever. And maybe that's just my experience. And then also like, yeah, cause it, it is like, it's your daily life. It's like a constant choice. Like one time my mom was going through something and I was like, Oh, maybe it's this. And she's like, Mercedes, not everything is spiritual. And I was like, but to me, everything is because that's the, what I choose. And like, that's what I see in my life. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's 
that's my five cents. <laughs> that's the thing is you, you really trust your angel. You really trust your guides because they're not going to give you an experience for a wrong reason. There's something in it. And mm -hmm. I guess, hey, they want to see if you're a curious child because there's, there's things there. When you were a child, you wouldn't even hesitate. If there was even a tunnel or something and you got curious, you crawled down it. You don't know if you're going to fall out the other end or there's something scary. You would just go there, your curiosity. And that's a part of us that's sort of closed. And the universe is offering us really, really big things. And we have more gifts and abilities buried in us, mm -hmm. but we're programmed in our beliefs mm -hmm. and that limit us to really going in and accessing it and allowing it to expand us to that bigness. <clears throat> like that experience when I was 16, 17, that was so big and profound. And that stayed with me for days. Like the energy just didn't go away. And there was all kinds of things going on. And it was strange. I had nobody to talk to. And anywhere I went and people thought I was just crazy and nuts and everything. So I couldn't open up and tell people, oh yeah, this is going on and that because they would want to lock me up in the loony bin or attack me or something. They, you know, mm -hmm. get mad and, and call me the devil or whatever. So there's so many kinds of things like that where even my granddad told me many times as a child, be very careful what you say to people because they don't understand you and they're going to attack you. So when these things would go on, I'd internalize. And so I'm like, okay, universe, I want the answers. Prove these things to me. And they would come in and... I learned how to trust them. I learned how to do things. And I just know that there's reasons behind it. And the universe is speeding everybody up because whoever is supposed to get in fourth and fifth dimension, you got to get a lot of knowledge in a very few short years. I had 60 years to walk to this point and search out and do a lot of stuff. Like Cindy, she started on this path and it's now starting to accelerate. So in the next few years, she's got to open up and have all these different things come in that she's walking, carrying, teaching and doing. And it's like, OK, it's there. I'm ready to step into all of these things and I, I will understand it as I move forwards. And like that, what you said, it's accelerating and it is for all of us. And asking if you don't feel safe or if you have that hesitancy because that is your past programming, ask for help in to change that. The courage to go into something that uh, was otherwise um, fearful and that you would never go down. So ask for courage, ask for safety, invite that in and, and learn how to trust it. Ask to understand that trust of the universe if that's the case for you. I really like like Banya. She's always excited and curious. So she just ends up in things and she has these big experiences <clears throat> and just stuff goes on all the time. And she hasn't shut that off. She's always kept it open and it's it's always been there. And like I say, there's lots of magic in it. And I just know people have so many different kinds of gifts in and they'll go into it a little bit and then they'll close it. They'll go into it a little bit and close it. Mm -hmm. It's like Ian's having experiences and he's lots of things are going on it's accelerating and getting faster and the stronger he desires it the quicker and faster things are getting energies all kinds of things and like i say open up whatever's around you because you're going to get drawn to all sorts of things and you're going to get downloads you're going to have all kinds of things go on i really like that i'm around cindy and mercedes because i share really lots of them and I try to open up their energies and hold space and different things for more things to come in so they can step in and move quicker into things. And 
in the meditation, I say prayers and do lots different things for everybody in this meditation. And I always pray that you're all gonna have the answers and the energy and the information you need to be successful on this journey you came here. Whatever you're gonna do into the future, you're gonna receive it. And I believe and I pray in this. And I hold that for all of you because my granddad did that for me. He looked way into my future and he told me one day, way in the future, you're gonna understand all of this. When you do understand it, you're going to share it and you're going to help the whole world. There's all these things. And he would see way into my future and tell me stuff. As a child, you know, it's just my granddad. But as I went through life and these things happened, I'm like, holy crap, you know, that was freaking awesome. But it was very scary because, like I said, I couldn't share with people. People wanted to hurt me. They were afraid of me. Even my mother, she would attack me. So I had to be very careful with my experiences and there are people who got attracted to me who were negative and they wanted all of this stuff and they were trying to trick me and all kinds of stuff. So I had to learn to be very, very cautious. So I choose to share different kinds of things when I feel it's safe and if it's the right people.